Let's continue with spiritual gifts today on the Weekly Kingdom Outlook. Let's get started. Hey, greetings, folks. Apostle Lewis here with you. And this is part three of spiritual gifts. I've been doing these last couple of weeks. And we determined that in the first episode, if you haven't seen that, go back and look at the channel. Hey, please, before we even get started, like and subscribe to whatever you're watching us on. We're on YouTube. We're on Rumble. We're on uh, Facebook on two different accounts. We're on Lewis D. Siena and on uh, the Gate Church. Same with YouTube. Rumble, just Lewis D. Siena. You can also download the Gate Church of Jacksonville app. If you do that, you can get it right on your phone. Uh, these come out on Tuesday nights right now is when we're trying to release them. So would love for you to be able to be on there with us. Love for you to have you join us in that. Now, uh, we're going to talk about spiritual gifts again. We talked about in the first uh, part one, we talked about that the Holy Spirit not only is for today, the baptism of the spirits for today, for as many as the Lord may call, uh, to be repent, be saved, and be filled with His Spirit in power, not in theory, not in just great Scripture. Because sometimes we reduce the Holy Spirit to Scripture. Like, well, we don't feel anything, but we know He's there. But that's not really the way it's supposed to be. There is supposed to be a tangible presence of the Lord uh, in you and on you. That's how God desires it for us. And then in uh, part two, we talked about the gifts. that They're not independent of the Holy Spirit. It's not like I give you a, a gift of keys to a car, and if I never see you again, it's your car, and you can drive it and do whatever you want with it. It doesn't work that way with the gifts. The gifts are empowered and released by Holy Spirit. But today we're going to talk about how you activate it, and that's through faith. And I, I want to just you know make that point in this thing that the reason some people don't move in spiritual gifts is they don't believe in them. And if they believe in them, they haven't necessarily believed in them for themselves. And so let me give you an example of this uh, for you. By the way, just got back from a great vacation. Got to spend seven days with Kathy and Jessica and Joe. He was up there in Myrtle Beach, uh, South Carolina in a baseball tournament. He plays for a college and they were down there for their spring uh, tournament. And we just literally relaxed uh, most of the time. Kathy and me both did a little work while we were there, but mostly relaxed and so refreshing. But now for the next you know, two months, it's ministry, ministry, ministry. We got a lot going on. Uh, going to Italy. First, first off, I go to Lakeland. I'll be in Lakeland uh, the third weekend in April. I think it's the 14th through 16th. I'll be in uh, Boston the 21st and 22nd of April. I fly out of Boston. I go to Italy. I'll be in Italy the 24th through the 2nd. And then I come back and I go to Memphis in, I think it's the 17th of May. Todd Bentley will be at the Gate Church on uh, May 14th. So all of that is very exciting. We've got a lot of great stuff coming up. And so, hey, if you want to support the ministry, I don't do this a lot. Got a lot of expenses coming out because I pay for my way and all these things. Um, if you want to sow a seed, uh, I'm going to put a link to my website below. Just go to donate. You can give via PayPal, Cash App. You can become a partner, which gives you a lot of materials. I'm doing a new course right now on the cross. And I've done one on healing. I've done one on prophetic, 
uh, what we call foundations. We've done one on uh, abiding prayer. We've uh, uh, I've done a lot of I've done one on Melchizedek. Um, so I've got eight of them in there. Plus I have a lot of other materials. Plus I have a lot of free stuff. So please, please, please. Go visit our website, lewisdcana.com. Go and do that and check, click on the store. Look, take all the free stuff you want. I give a lot of free stuff. But if you become a partner, you almost get access while you're a partner to all my digital product. And uh, some of that stuff has manuals that are literally $25. You got to be a $25 above partner, but you get manuals, uh, notes. <clears throat> you get access to about each course you get access to about 16 plus videos. So that's a lot. And that's uh, a lot of work I do. Uh, if you want to buy the course, they're $50. And that's cheap, okay? Because uh, literally you get, in each course, you get about anywhere from, uh, I'm going to say 14 to 16 videos. Some you get more than that. But you get a manual. You get a lot of stuff for that $50. A whole lot of stuff. And so, but go ahead, check it out. Uh, and and while we're doing this, you have questions about anything, please go ahead and comment and 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 uh, like and subscribe. But comment, leave me a comment, leave me well wishes, whatever you want. Remember to be respectful. If you don't agree with something, it's okay. Tell me, hey, I don't agree with this. Don't get snarky because I just remove snarky people. I don't have time for trolls. Uh, but I am. I have, I have a lot of time to answer questions. I might do it in another video. Uh, I do want to help you with your growth for Christ. All right, all that said. I always forget that. By the way, I do that maybe once every 10 videos because I forget to do that. Because my goal is not um, a big channel as much as my goal is, man, can I help you? Can I can I really uh, impact your life and help you? Because people have helped me in my walk and my development as a Christian and a leader. So I always like to pay that forward to other people. All right, now let's talk about faith. I'm going to give you an example about how sometimes we answer questions that we think are faith, but they're not. Let me give you this example. I was in I was in a meeting, um, and I was it was during worship, and I was just enjoying myself. And this lady came up to me during worship. I was getting ready to preach that night, and she came up to me, and she was urgent. She was like, "Could you come and pray for my friend?" And I was like, okay, you know, it was urgent. And I came when I saw her friend, I could tell you right there that her friend was in pain. And I could see this pain. I could see it. You know how you could see when someone's in pain? And she was sitting down and I looked at her and I said, uh, I said, honey, what's going on? She goes, I was in a car accident a couple years ago and it's so messed up my back. And my back has been so damaged that I, I am right now I am in I am in total pain. I can't move. It's hurt. I said, I said, okay, do you believe if I pray for you that Jesus will heal you? And she says, Oh, I believe God heals. I said, it's not what I asked you. Now understand the slight here of why I'm trying to, I'm gonna explain this, but I said to her, that's not what I asked you. That's a theological question. Does God heal? You said yes. That's not what I asked you. I asked you, if I pray for you right now, do you believe Jesus will heal you? And she says, I believe Jesus will heal me if you pray. And I said, okay. And I went like this, uh, just went to go pray for her, lay my hands out. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ. And when I said Jesus Christ, I watched an angel lift up. I could watch her neck literally go up. 
and you heard her whole back go crack, 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 crack. And the angel let go and she was complaining. I didn't look at folks. I didn't pray a great prayer. I know it wasn't me. You know, like people go, well, so you think, no, I know it was God working through me. It's not me. I don't take the credit of it like, look at me. I know what God can do. But God requires faith. And this is where we struggle in the church because the church teaches doctrine, not faith. Like some people hate listening to ministers talk about testimonies. They haven't read any scripture yet. And, and this is their argument. And they go, you don't understand. It's not about doctrine. It's about faith. The kingdom is about faith. None of us have complete, perfect doctrine. Jesus did. He was perfect theology. You know what Jesus didn't go around? He didn't start a Bible school. Discipleship was not something that you sat people down, you taught. Discipleship was they had to follow you. You're going to have disciples. You're going to raise up people. They have to follow you. And that's where the church misses out on this. Because you can learn theology and not have faith. You can learn how to be right in an argument and not have faith. She was right in her theology, but she hadn't moved in faith. And when I got her to move in faith, that was good enough for, for, for God. See, according to our faith, according to our faith is what he's looking for. So let's, let's read this. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for in the evidence of things not seen. What is hope for? Hope, the word hope there is the joyful expectation of good or of God answering his promises, of God doing what he says. Verse 6, but without faith. Now let's, let's read it all. You know, I don't want to skip. I want to skip. I want to read this all. For by it, by faith, not by, listen, but not by doctrine, by faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. Not by doctrine. How did they get a good testimony? By faith. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. God speaking. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Which the things are seen are not made. In other words, you know, the heavens were not made by things that are visible. It was made by the word of God speaking. This is the great thing. If you've ever studied physics and the Big Bang, you know, um, um, Steve Hawking's tried to sit there and say what caused the Big Bang was gravity. And all the scientists came out and said, no, gravity was a product of the Big Bang. And even, even listen, even your atheist scientists will tell you, the biggest ones will tell you, we haven't explained away God at all, if anything. We've come closer to proving that there is an unknown uh, outside source that started everything because there was nothing there. And they know this. Um, this, is, this is really important to understand. Okay, It says, So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, and through it, he being dead, still speaks. Because of faith. Say faith. Say faith. Say, man, God, give me that kind of faith. By faith, Enoch was taken away, so that he did not see death, and was not found, 
because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Faith. Does good doctrine please God? Yeah, but not like faith does. See, I can win an argument. And a lot of people, especially trolls on YouTube, they want to have an argument about doctrine. But they don't see miracle signs and wonders. Matter of fact, they criticize miracle signs and wonders. They don't realize they're criticizing Holy Spirit. That's the problem they don't realize. Like, when you get critical and you say, God doesn't do that today, or God's miracles aren't, you're criticizing. You're actually telling God, you don't do that today. Who are you to tell God? Who are we to tell God that he's not doing something that's in his word? Who are we to do that? I, I'm not that bold to do that, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm more of afraid to do that. Then they got, they got greater you know, kahunas than me. Let me just tell you that, because I can't do that. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. See, doctrine doesn't come by faith. Doctrine comes by study. It's like you can have a doctor. I, I knew I knew a guy who had a doctorate in theology and had never read the whole Bible. Had never read it. Doesn't see miracles. Never read it. But he's got doctorates in theology. But he doesn't have faith for miracles. Why? Because doctrine does not listen. Doctrine does not move the spirit. Faith does. Just remember that. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is God. Otherwise, you don't come to him. Okay? And that, uh, it says, uh, must believe that he is, and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not seen, not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for saving of the household by which he condemned the world and became heirs of righteousness, which is according to faith. And you can keep reading 11 because, um, you know, that's Hebrews 11 is all about faith. And, and a lot of people, you know, look, a lot of times in the church we're having arguments of doctrine, which are okay to have a discussion about doctrine. Okay? I don't have a problem with that. But doctrine doesn't produce the kingdom. Faith does. Faith does. Um, and, and, I, and I think that for a lot of people that it would be really, really good if they, if they would work on faith. Now, you know what's funny? I was, I was up there and I, uh, my son's kind of in a little personal revival with the Lord. And he's really reading the Gospels. And he's read, he told me, like, I, I've read I've read all the Gospels in the last three weeks. Like, he's ready. You know, he's on the bus, you know. He's on, the wheels on the bus are going round and round. And he's there, and he's reading. And he's reading the Gospels. And um, I, want to, I want to show you this, that Jesus goes up the mountain of transfiguration, Matthew 17. And when they come down, okay, it says in verse 14, And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down unto him, and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's an epileptic and suffers severely. For he often falls into the fire and often into the water. 
So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. And Jesus answered, said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation. You know what Jesus didn't sit there and say? Oh, doctrinally wrong generation. He didn't say that. It's really about faith. And I'll, I'll get into this with my what I told my son. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. For surely I say to you, If you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except through prayer and fasting. Okay. Uh, there, is, there is a part of, by way, fasting and prayer in power, for power. Why? Because when I fast and pray, I get closer to God. I, uh, I'm i heightening my senses to God because I'm not filling up my, my life with food. I'm spending my time in prayer. I'm not even giving myself the food as I'm giving myself to the Lord in prayer. For a period of time, my senses get heightened, okay, and 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 I get more in tune. I, I I say it like this, you know, we have now digital receivers, and so, you know, they could broadcast a TV station like Channel Nine, but they could broadcast channels like, you know, you see it in hotels. I don't have this in my house, but like seventeen point one, seventeen point two, it's so fine tuned. In the old days, it wasn't that way, you know. It wasn't that fine too. You know, I was my dad's remote control. You know, you had to go on, you had two through 13, and then you had to put it on you, and then you had to go to the second dial, you know, and you had to move the antennas. I did all that growing up. But now we get so fine tuned. You know, in, in the Christian, in the kingdom, there are those who have learned how to fine tune their faith and fine tune their hearing and their seeing into the spirit. Now, people go, oh, no, no, it's all in the Word. That right there is in the Word. My sheep hear my voice, and the voice of another they will not follow. Well, how do they know it's a voice of another? They have so fine-tuned their listening, their relationship. Like, look, a girl can come up to me and go, hey, sexy, get away from me. My wife could be veiled. And she says it to me, and I know it's my wife, because I know her voice. We're, we've been together for 36 years. I know my wife. Do you understand? I know her. The voice of a stranger, I don't care. I know you're not my wife. I only give myself to my wife. Well, same to the believer. I know his voice. It's not just doctrinally, because I know there's a lot of Christians who think that everything's in the Word. That's nah, not. I love how ministers sit there and say it's all in the Word, but I was called by God. Well, how were you called by God? How do you know you were called? Well, it's in the Word. You're not, you weren't there. <laughs> God spoke to you. Now, you might not have heard it. Look, some people say they heard God. Some people say they heard angels. Some people said it thundered. Okay, why? Because there's different levels of hearing. Okay, there's different levels of hearing when it comes to hearing God. All right, and that's the truth. That's just the truth. 
All right? And so you learn how to fine-tune that. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. And we have to learn how to develop our faith. Well, how do we develop our faith? Fasting, prayer, word, and worship. Fasting, prayer, word, and worship. I'm going to say it again. Fasting, prayer, word, and worship. Fasting. So I, I, I was talking to my son. We, we sat down one night at the dinner table. Um, and uh, we'd already eaten and everyone else was doing what they were doing. And Jessica and Kathy were resting. I think I think this is uh, um, Kathy's uh, sisters came to visit us for two days, three days. And they came and stayed with us. And me and Joey just sat down at the dining table. And Joey brought his Bible. And, and we sat down. I said, okay. What do you want to talk about? And he, he had some questions. He said, let me ask you something. When you're reading these Gospels intently now, you're really listening to them more than you ever have before. He goes, yeah. I said, where does faith play a role in the Gospels? He goes, oh my God, it's like everything to Jesus. Faith was like everything to Jesus. And what was his main topic? He goes, the kingdom. I go, you know what? You just leaped over about 50%, 60% of Christians, probably, who don't understand faith in the kingdom, faith in the kingdom, faith in the kingdom. So Jesus came preaching. The kingdom and faith. Why? Because the law was not of faith. The law was of works. Jesus didn't come and preach the law. He came and preached faith. Him who believes in me has eternal life. Him who does not believe in me is condemned already faith. Faith, 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 faith. Well, how does that work with our spiritual gifts? Because, listen, um, our gifts work through faith. So now you could have someone who could read about the gifts, but they, they go, well, I know there's gifts, but I don't believe they're for me. You can believe God heals, but you don't believe God heals for you. And you have to move in faith. You have to believe. And that that doesn't happen just because you say, I believe. See, the opposite of unbelief is faith. The opposite of fear is love. People think the opposite of fear is faith. No. The opposite of unbelief is faith. The opposite of fear is love. If you want to combat unbelief, it's called faith. If you want to combat fear, you have to have faith in the love of God. Okay? Those are the opposites. You talked about unbelief. We just read it. Unbelief and faith. Unbelief and faith. Those are the opposites. All right. You know, and, and so it's really important for you and I to come to this grip of understanding that I have to step on faith. Now, look, even as a, an ordained, you know, even when I was an ordained prophet, now apostle, but I mean, I still have that the prophet hasn't left me at all. And I tell people, you know, when I'm ministering and God just highlights somebody. Now, sometimes I am in the anointing so strongly that I'm like three, four words deep. But I don't have the whole word. I just start. When I start, I enter the flow of it. But sometimes the Lord just has me call up somebody. And when they have me call them up, it's like even Todd was here. Even Todd was here. And I, I was doing impartation on Saturday. And I prayed over Todd. And I mentioned the name. And he was, oh, my God, that I used to listen to him all the time. That was the guy I, I wanted to be like. I've done that over and over when I'm giving impartation. And, and the Lord will show me a person to pray an impartation. And what, what, I, what I do with that is I've had about 150 plus people uh, um, have, 
have laid hands on me. And I said to the Lord one time, I said, Lord, what am I to do with all these? Um, all this, I mean, I can't move in all this. It's almost impossible. Um, and the Lord said, I, I got this word. I should play it one time, but Randy Letcher prophesied over me that I would distribute anointings. The Lord's going to use me to distribute anointings. That was in 1996. Around 2015, I started to accept that more in my life that I would move in that. But in the last three or four years, it has been, it, it's been increasing. So I purposely do this now where I am, you know, trying, you know, by faith. But I, I don't do it every time. Like, I, I mean, what I mean by purpose that, that, you know, the Holy Spirit might give me one or two, but, but by faith, I, I go deeper. Okay, he's like inviting me in, and it's my job by faith to enter into that. So, so you know, you could sit in a meeting, and you could have, you could say, "I'm going to pray for the sick," and you could have a hundred people in front of you. That doesn't mean they're all in faith; they're just there hoping they get healed, but they're not in faith. This is why we give out testimonies. This is why we have people testify that they've been healed, and we give testimonies of what God has done. I was in New Mexico last year. Last year I was in New Mexico, and I was prophesying over people. But I could tell this one person had some issues. She had a cane. That was easy to see. It wasn't like I was. I said, what happened? She goes, I was in a car accident 20 years ago. My brain hasn't been right. I had head injury and everything. Well, I began to pray over her. And, and remove that trauma from her. The next meeting she comes in, she goes, wow, my head started clearing up for the first time in 20 years. That was meeting one. I had like four or five meetings there. By time the Sunday morning came, or Sunday night came, she came in without the cane. I got a word from the leader that she's healed, that she's still healed, that God still did a great work in her. She had a cane. She had confusion and brain, you know, brain fog and all that going on. And God healed her. But without faith, that doesn't work. It's not magic, folks. It's not magic. It's God. It's not magic. He's not, a, he's not a magician trying to put on a show for us. He's a father who wants to bring us into uh, wholeness and health and prosperity so that we can be used mightily into the world. It's not about him trying to show off for us. It's not about that. It's not a game show. You know, who does the most miracles? But that's why, by the way, that's why you go to a place where there's very little faith and you have to break it open break it open break it open and it's not as you don't have enough time jesus could normally break it open except in capernaum he says because of their unbelief he couldn't do any mighty miracles there he could just heal a few sick folk why he just he just couldn't break them open you go why can't jesus break them because they knew who he was before they knew him as the son of god they could not see him past being the son of joseph they could not see him past being the brother of james and and jude and all that they, they couldn't they couldn't they couldn't see past his mary being his mother they could not do that and what they thought they knew actually limited them to what was being revealed before them. It's about faith, not doctrine. I believe in correct doctrine. Don't get me wrong. I'm not minimizing the word. The word's the one that told me. It's about faith, about faith, about faith, about faith. If you have any questions about that, would you please comment on it?
please comment on it. And if you, again, if you want to sow into our mission work, Lakeland, Boston, Italy, uh, Memphis. Oh, I'm so excited. That's going to be a, a whirlwind of a season, about four weeks, five weeks. I'll be traveling uh, in and out of the house. And I'm really excited about this um, this season. I'm going to be doing some fasting and prayer because when I, when I have a schedule like this coming up, I understand I need God's energy. I need God to be, you know, I need to be at the right frame work all the time. But when I'm going out like this, um, there's a lot more need because in my church, I only have so much need. I, you know, it, it's not like doing a crusade or it's not like doing people who haven't heard you before, you know. Uh, and I got a lot of help at my church. Trust me, I got a lot of great leaders and people who are full of faith and they can pray for the sick and all that. But still, you know, in week to week, it's one thing. But when I go out and I'm going to mission, I'm going to Italy, we want to see revival. We want to see revival in Italy. Amen. But we want to see revival in Memphis and revival in Lakeland and revival in Boston. That's what we're looking for. Amen. Well, you can help support all that. All your gifts are tax deductible. Just go to lewisdc.com, click donate, and you can do that and you can get that. I love you. I really do. So please, please, please leave a comment. Say hello. I love it. Love to say hi back. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.